This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Saturday Squiz is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, thank you for having me on Saturday Squiz. I am not Kate and (laughs) I'm not replacing Kate. She'll be back. She will be back. It's great to have you here. Listeners from last week might remember that Kate's in Darwin. So you've nabbed that spot this week, Alex, and welcome (laughs) aboard. Happy to be here. Let's jump right in. The biggest story was the solar eclipse. That seemed to be a real moment for those who saw it firsthand. Yeah, it sure was. And we'll get you across that. Uh, We're also going to talk about a couple of the big news events from the United States this week and in next week. We also have a very taco-heavy recommendation section, Claire. So let's get into it. Our most clicked link of the week, Claire, it was clearly one that a lot of squizzes related to. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's one of these visual stories that are very difficult to unpack on a podcast. Mm. So we'll give it a go. It was a tweet that got about 50,000 likes this week. US President Joe Biden wrapped up a trip to Ireland last week and there's this glorious picture of him meeting the Irish President Michael Higgins in in his office. And let's just say that his desk is just groaning under all of these papers. <laughs> it's like a it's like a small hills just of documents, <laughs> right. isn't it? Yeah. And and but I bet one of those organized chaoses where he knows where all of the different bits are. Yeah, it's got a sort of uh, a vibe of organisation, but... Um, <laughs> Just <laughs> look, the vibe. And look, to wrap up the visual comedy of it all, Higgins was sort of installed at his desk in this image. Uh, Biden's sort of off to the side in this little sort of clear <laughs> space and it just makes clean desk people like me a little bit twitchy. He kind of looked like a naughty schoolboy yeah, in the corner there. He did, you know what Biden, I mean? yeah, he did. On to the top story of the week. It was magical times in Exmouth in Western Australia on Thursday. Yeah, Sure was. And just to recap, there was this rare hybrid solar eclipse and that hasn't been witnessed in Australia since 1974. A solar eclipse is when the moon casts a shadow on the earth and it blocks the sun. So the pictures and videos of just how dark it got in Nextmouth are pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of these videos and mm. seen the pictures. We'll put a particular video that did the rounds into the episode notes along with some of those pictures of the sun and moon alignment. Claire, I'm not going to get into the science of why Exmouth was the place to be, while over here on the East Coast we only got about 10% of the sun being blocked. What I am more interested in is the accounts of those who went to Exmouth and how witnessing the total eclipse made them feel. Yeah, so there were lots of accounts about how it brought people to tears. Mm. Uh, A photographer named Trent Mitchell said that it made him feel very connected to everything Mm. uh, and also made him feel very, I think his words were super small. Uh, It's also because it gets dark so quickly. There's this sort of weird thing that happens in the middle of the day and people said that the temperature plummeted and also that the wind steeled. So it all sounds very spooky. It does sound spooky. And Claire, another thing that makes it spooky and something I didn't realise until reading about it this week was that during a solar eclipse, the birds go funny. Yeah. 
researchers say they behave like it's dusk, so it's time to go to bed, and then like a couple of minutes later, it the sun comes up again. Yeah, so you've really got to feel for the birds. It's pretty confusing. Um, there was one researcher in Exmouth who said that she found some pink parrots. She wanted to hang out with them during the eclipse just to see what happened. And the parrots hid in the small grass. They stopped moving and they went really silent mm. for the 62 seconds that it was completely dark. Uh, and then when it was over, they just sort of, stunned, got up and moved on. So very confusing for them. It's like coming out of a movie cinema in the middle of the day. Yeah, exactly. And we're in luck because there wasn't one for 50 years before this, but over the next 15 years, there are going to be five total solar eclipses that you can see from Australia. Yeah, I'm totally in. I had real envy of anyone who made that Mm. effort to get to Exmouth. It looked like a lot of fun. Uh, The next one isn't until July 2028. It's going to cross the Kimberley in WA, go Mm. through the Northern Territory, uh, then to southwest Queensland and then on to New South Wales. It'll pass directly over Sydney. So... If I'm still here in Sydney in 2028, I won't even have to leave town. I plan to be in the Kimberley for that. That would be really nice. It sure would. Claire, from the astrological to the legal, the story we talked about most this week among ourselves was the Fox News settlement with Dominion voting systems. Just to recap on what that's about, Dominion sued Fox News for the broadcast of false claims about their voting machines, Dominion's voting machines, rigging the 2020 US presidential election. Yeah, so that's a very top line of the issue. Uh, Most of us, I reckon, probably well and truly remember the claims that were being made by President Donald Trump, Mm. uh, also his supporters about the election loss. Uh, One of the claims, of course, was that it had been stolen from him. Uh, A part of those claims that got some traction with Fox News, which dedicated significant space to that Of course, it's a platform for right-wing views. Mm. Uh, One of the things that they really zeroed in on was that Dominion's machines gave a false result. And, of course, like I think we just should say for clarity – Fox was completely wrong. They were lying. Like, the machines were fine. Yeah, well and truly proven that, yeah. But for a bit of context that I think Australians might not get, in some parts of the US, a lot of parts actually, votes are put on paper ballots and then counted by electronic machines. Mm. In some parts, the votes are put directly into electronic machines, but for the 2020 election, 93% of the votes had these paper backups. Yeah, right. In Australia, like, that's strange to us because we count the votes by hand, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There's a whole process that the AEC goes through. Mm. But there's no sort of federal agency in the US. It's done by these state organisations and how the states sort of do a presidential election varies dramatically from state to state. So... So uh, it's a really interesting process. And as for Dominion, it went to sue Fox for $1.6 billion US dollars. Uh, Fox went into that saying that it was reporting newsworthy claims that were made by the president and his supporters, that it was something that they should be covering. Uh, but on Wednesday, our time, they settled with Dominion uh, and confirmed that they would pay Dominion $787.5 million. In Australian dollars, that's over a billion. Yeah, I think it was it's a lot. Point, yeah. A lot, a lot of dollars. And I think for Fox, that avoided what could have been six weeks of executives and stars being hauled out in front of a jury and 
made to give testimony. Yeah, and of course the main executives being Rupert Murdoch and Lachlan Murdoch, mm. um, they were due to give evidence in that case along with several of the network's big stars. Uh, it's a spectacle that the company has paid up big to avoid and they've already had some damage done because of this case and that's because of the pre-trial wrangling, the documents that were made public that shone a light on a management culture at Fox News. Some commentators called it chaotic and dysfunctional. <laughs> um but the takeout seems to be that the Murdochs just weren't up for any more reputational damage. Fox released a public statement afterwards saying that the settlement showed its continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards, Claire. Their words? Yep. Meanwhile, Dominion's lawyers said money is accountability and we got that today from Fox. Maybe worth noting that there are more cases coming for Fox News. A lot of people are saying that they were defamed by Fox. There's another big voting Mm. machine company. Yeah, it's not done yet. It's not done at all. And I guess the big question is what all these defamation cases Mm. mean for the 2024 presidential election campaign because Fox has been a big cheerleader for Trump. Yeah, and its stars who are involved in broadcasting those lies about Dominion are still there. So that's a bit of a question. Tucker Carlson's one. Sean Hannity is another. He's considered a close, non-official advisor (laughs) to Donald Trump. Um, And the network's alignment, of course, with the Republicans continues. So there hasn't been a lot of change, it seems. Um, Last week, Fox announced that it's going to host the first official debate of the 2024 Republican presidential primary. That's happening in August. So on they go. And 787.5 million, I think. That seems like a a huge amount of money, Mm. but Fox isn't going to have any issue paying that settlement. Last year, they were the most watched cable network in all of US television for the seventh straight year. Yeah, they're huge. They're a huge news service in the US. And their numbers are looking pretty good in 2023 too. So yeah, on they go. On they go. Coming up, PM Anthony Albanese is working this weekend. He's hosting the Kiwi Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins. Yep, we're getting value for money out of our Prime Minister this weekend. (laughs) He's working through. Um, The Kiwi and the Aussie PMs catch up at least every year. Um, We go there, they come here. This time we've got Hipkins coming to Brisbane. Uh, At the top of the agenda is changes to the Australian immigration rules uh, for about half a million Kiwis who are living here. So it's one of these things that's already been canvassed and a bit contentious because the real sort of friction point that we've had with the Kiwis of the last bit of time is around those who are convicted of crimes. Yeah, so in the recent past, if you were a Kiwi and you were convicted of a crime here, you were deported back to New Zealand, even if you'd spent most of your life here in Australia. Mm. And that really annoyed the Kiwi government. It's happening less now and a part of these discussions is to make it easier for Kiwis to become Aussie citizens. Yeah, so Brisbane is the place. It's well-timed too, of course, because it's Anzac Day on Mm. Tuesday. Uh, Of course, that's when we pay our respects to members of the Aussie and Kiwi Armed Forces, uh, many of whom sacrificed their lives in Gallipoli in 1915. And we also pay our respects to those who have served since. We'll be popping the Squiz Kids episode on Anzac Day into this show feed on Tuesday. It's a great episode if you've got kids and you want to talk to them about what it all means. 
Claire, back to US politics, and we're expecting a ruling from their Supreme Court over an abortion pill battle that has been bubbling away for the last month in the US. Yeah, so it's a big decision that plenty of people have got their eyes on. It's got to do with the commonly used abortion pill Mifepristone. It's also known as RU486. Mm. Uh, it accounts for more than half of terminations in the US, and ever since the overturning of Roe versus Wade in the US last year, um, anti-abortion activists have been targeted targeting those pills to further restrict abortion access. Now, we're recording this on Friday and the Supreme Court decision was meant to come down this week. They've delayed it until the end of their week, so it could come down over the weekend. Look out for that one. Yeah, definitely. And sticking with the courts, Bruce Lerman's bid uh, to get Network 10 News Corp to trial over his claims that they defamed him will progress next week. Uh, he, of course, is the man who's accused of raping Brittany Higgins, which he denies. Uh, the judge is expected to make that call on Friday. Claire, we also know that a bit of balance in our news diet is good. The Live Golf Circuit hits Adelaide this weekend. It has been a big week of sport for Adelaide. It's been huge there. And last week's AFL Gather Round was hailed a success. Uh, this weekend, there's sold out rounds of golf at the Grange. Mm. We've got a couple of team members who are Adelaide based. Um, <laughs> we'll have to check in with them and see if they're heading off to the golf. Uh, we talked about Live in the Squiz today yesterday as well, if you want a bit more background on that. We did because it's a bit controversial. Controversial with its connection to the Saudi government and claims of sport washing given Saudi Arabia's poor human rights record. Claire, it is also a big week for the parents of Australia. <laughs> it really is. So school holidays are over and that sound you can hear is a sigh of relief <laughs> from parents all over the country. Uh, millions of kids are heading back to school. Um, not all of them, but most of them. And we're also, Alex, having a bit of a mini break. Yes, we are. We've got a very busy time coming up and our sense is that there's probably lots of people taking a long weekend with Anzac Day on Tuesday. So the squiz today will be back on on Wednesday. Thank you, Claire, for that little break. <laughs> That's not a problem. You're most welcome. Squiz recommends, Claire. We need to set this one up a bit because we touched on it in Squiz Today this week. AI tools in the creative space are becoming more and more precise. Mm. We talked about an AI image being selected as the winner of a prestigious photo competition, unbeknownst to the judges, mm. until it was revealed by the winner afterwards. And there have been issues this week with some popular music artists too. Yeah, I remember, Alex, you telling me that you quite liked that photo. It was um, a good photo. It's not a photo. It's done oh, by a computer. That's a very good point, Claire. Very <laughs> exactly. good point. It was, um, yeah, it was really quite a thing and it has been talked about quite a bit online this week. Mm. Um, but into music, there was also the pulling down of a fake Drake and the weekend track uh, from music streaming services this week. So uh, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole, it turns out that there's a whole bunch of these AI cover tracks. Um, you can really get into it on the streaming services and just see how artificial intelligence is taking the voices of some really big names and generating music. And there's all sorts of imitation Ariana Grandes and also ghosts of Michael Jackson. It's not a new phenomenon either. AI bots have long been writing some pretty uncanny mm. rock songs. So we've got some links to explore for that. It is a fascinating area. And I think it's just going to be a huge mm. cultural revolution over the next decade or so. Yeah. And speaking of AI, Claire, I have a book recommendation for you. I have been reading an amazing book called God, Human, Animal, Machine about... Okay. 
AI and what it means for our understanding of the human mind. I feel like I need a glass of wine to have this conversation. I, absolutely. Full on. It's, it's really, really mm. in the deep. It sounds very heavy. All right. So what's it called again? God, Human, Animal, Machine okay. by Megan O'Gleblin. And you're enjoying it? I, I'm halfway through. I love it. Okay. Brilliantly written. All right. To lighten things up a little bit, <laughs> our colleague Lara has a watching suggestion. It's called Class of 07. Uh, it's an Aussie comedy. It's about a group of women who are stranded at their old high school after an apocalypse hits their 10-year reunion. Oh. She says it's really good. Um, it's full of millennial humour and also got a really good soundtrack. So it's on Amazon on Prime. And cooking, I have another suggestion, Claire. I have been making for myself these mushroom tacos. It's an Ottolenghi recipe and he bakes the mushrooms with maple syrup, bit of garlic, bit of soy sauce. It's it's really delicious. Yum. Meaty, just... Because mushrooms are awesome. They just soak up the flavours. They soak up all the flavours. You put some Pickled onions on, bit of coriander, avocado, of course. Yeah, fantastic. Easy too. We've also got a pork taco recipe for you um, compared to a lot of other meat. I've noticed that pork's relatively affordable at the moment. So it's a slow cook recipe. It's delish. Uh, Get some pork on your fork. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to Squiz Press. So we've already told you about our long weekend. That's bit of housekeeping that we've already covered off. Uh, A bit of other press from us is our Squiz survey. Uh, We do a big survey every year. It's the critical questions that we have for Squizzes about what we do, um, things that we can improve. There's questions also about how you find our advertising uh, and there's space to go off piste as well. You can tell (laughs) us whatever you like. I've been amazed with the volume of the response. It's really wonderful and generous and Squizzes are really engaged. Yeah. But we do need more responses from podcast listeners. Now, it's a Saturday, so I reckon get yourself a coffee or a wine, whatever floats your whatever. boat, <laughs> and get into filling it out. It's easy. The link is in the episode notes. We'd really appreciate it, and I reckon that's it from us. Alex, thanks for joining me. It's been fun. It's been delightful. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Wednesday.